Blog Talk Radio. Welcome everyone, it's another episode of The Roman Show for the week of August 21st. This week we welcome NWA Midwest Women's Champion Jocelyn Navarro and the main vocalist of Silent Rival, Sarah Cota Joseph, joins us this week on The Roman Show. This was much more coming up next. Step down to the get down. Alright, whenever you're ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in the face. Booster, go. Retro, go. Lido, go. Fly. Guidance, Surgeon, go. Blind, go. GNC, we're go. Down here, go. Control, go. Go, go. FAO, we are go. Network, go. Discovery, go. Capcom, we're go. Blind. Launch control, this is Houston. We are go. Launch. The Roman Show. With your host, Rodolfo Roman. Welcome everyone, I'm your host, Rodolfo Roman, joined along the dashing one, George Alonzo. George, how you feeling, man? We got a big weekend coming up. I'm here enjoying myself my caramel macchiato margarita. And of course... What else better way to enjoy this show but with the dashing one? Absolutely not. All right, guys, I'm going to get this out of the way here. Massages and Space is the place to go. They're located in Miami, Florida. Only place you can go, sit back, relax for an affordable price, and feel relaxation all over your body. Check them out, massagesinspace.com. We got a couple of events coming up September 9th in Coral Springs, Florida. Fighting Evolution Wrestling will be hosting an event uh, in the city of Coral Springs at the Coral Springs High School, 7201 West Sample Road in Coral Springs, Florida. As I mentioned, you got Badass Billy Gunn will be there, Martian Trasher, the Headbangers. Uh, we got a long list there. And even, wow, we even got Teddy Long, the WWE Hall of Famer. Uh, and also, not too far from there, George, on September 9th, we have CCW's event featuring Hurricane Helms versus Mighty Ursus, that's at the Coral Springs Charter School um, on 3305 North University Drive in Coral Springs, Florida. Both events are on September 9th. And on September 30th, you have 305 Fights Amateur MMA in Miami, Florida. Uh, Make sure you check that out for more information on our website, theromanshow.com. With that being said, we're going to talk some pro wrestling. In this segment, we like to call Reality Check. And now, it's time to give you a Reality Check. George, SummerSlam NXT TakeOver is over with. In my opinion, I think that definitely, uh, out of the two pay-per-views, I think we both agreed, that NXT was a lot more exciting and had more, in my opinion, it had more twists and turns and unexpected storylines. We had some surprises that some anticipated, but at the same time were surprised. And in 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 my thing, I, I'm gonna have to say that one of the most exciting matches there uh, in NXT, uh, that main that that first fight between Johnny Gargano and uh, Andrade. Andrade was just phenomenal 
Yeah, well, yeah, that's just one of many. Yeah, like uh, one of the other matches that's being spoke about uh, a lot from NXT Takeover is, of course, Alistair Black and Hideo Tommy, just for how uh, strong style per se they were. Uh, a lot of people said right after that match that Alistair Black was the real deal after that match took place, and I have to agree with them. Like, even though I was on the Aleister Black uh, bandwagon, uh, even when he was known as Tommy End, uh, way before, I have to say that, yes, he, you know, Aleister is the real deal. Now, question is, out of all the people that you saw on NXT TakeOver Brooklyn, who's going to be that next guy to obviously challenge uh, Drew McIntyre or to dethrone Drew McIntyre. A lot of people are thinking already it's going to be Adam Cole. And I could understand why people are going to say, oh, Adam Cole's going to be the next champion. Personally, me, I think Adam Cole will not be your next champion. And let me explain to you why. It's too soon. It's way too quick. So, yes, Adam Cole will feud with, uh, with Drew for the title, but Adam Cole will not win the title. Maybe go even past a feud of the title. Uh, maybe causes Drew McIntyre the title on a future show. But I guarantee you, it would not be Adam Cole. Yeah, but at the same time, you say it's too soon, but do you remember Kevin Owens? He's a guy who got the title pretty early. I, I, listen, not to uh, bash any in that case, but I feel like Kevin Owens was kind of a situation where, hey, we have to put the title on someone because this guy's leaving. So, and I'm talking about Sami Zayn. Uh, like, it, uh, it's hard to say, I, I guess. I, I, you make a good point. I'm not going to take that away. But I don't feel like Ke uh, Adam Cole will win the title so quickly. I, that, I, that's just my feeling. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I agree with you. I think that people still, not everyone, I would say, per se, would. I mean, he's just made his debut. You know, unlike the main roster. When they put you in the main roster, you already have heard of this person. It's made a huge impact. You know, back in the day when WCW and they made that transition from WCW to WWE, like for example, a Jericho, they'll tease the hell out of it. And people knew who he was because they followed him. You know, WCW wasn't a big time TV, which was TNT uh, and TBS. But ROH is not in a TNT or a TBS. They can go ahead and tell me they're on this in clear broadcasting and all that. But listen, you and I, we don't get ROH. And if they do, it plays like at 2 o'clock in the morning. So you really can't compare. But I think that Adam Cole still needs to be built. People need to know who he is, introduce him for those who aren't aware of him yet on NXT. Well, if you watch the video that they placed on WWE.com after, uh, after NXT went off the air, he, I don't think you need to build him at all. Because if you saw the crowd, when he bent and raised up his arms in the air, the entire arena went crazy and said, Adam Cole, baby, with him. So basically, I already feel Adam Cole's already over. And mind you, here's the cool part. If Barclays is already putting him over, imagine in a small arena like the NXT arena in full sale. Yeah, you're right about so that. that the, compare apples with oranges there. All right, let's talk about the main roster, SummerSlam. You had the four-way dance for the Universal Title Championship. Well, it, it's needless to say now, Brock Lesnar, I don't think a return to UFC is... Uh, you got phones in here. But, uh, yeah. So you have Brock Lesnar who retained the title, the Universal Title, during the four-way dance. And it now seems for sure that he's not returning into the UFC. I guess there was a one-time rumor that he was going to take 
and John Jones, but we don't see that anytime happening. In fact, it's being rumored right now that we're going to see Braun Strowman versus Brock Lesnar at the upcoming pay-per-view of No Mercy. And George, you and I, as fans, on a personal level, I'm upset. I, was, I wanted to watch this at WrestleMania. I did not want to see this match at No Mercy. Don't get me wrong. It's going to get the buy rates because people want to see this match. But why not hold this mega blockbuster match to a WrestleMania? Why jump the gun? Because they need the attention now. <laughs> not like if you if you build it towards WrestleMania, then their money can be made sooner than later. WWE looks at it that way. They look at it like when can we make the most money? When or how? And if they see, hey, I can make the money now when it's so hot instead of waiting for it later, they're gonna take advantage of the now. Can you blame them? That's a business. Yeah, move. but back in the day, remember they had feuds that lasted forever. But you're looking at the 1980s, Roman. It's no longer the 1980s. It's 2017 here. Wake the hell up. You have pay-per-views every month. And they need the funding to value those pay-per-views a month. I would have been a fan of just wait. I would have been patient to wait for that and see the WrestleMania. I mean, you could just imagine how much you can sell those two animals going at it in the biggest event of the year, WrestleMania. But, well, we'll get it a bit earlier. Leo Rush, a top prospect in the Indies, has now signed with the WWE. He will be, or he is already at the Performance Center in Orlando. So, uh, he is a, uh, he's a, quite an amazing talent. But this is a 205 guy here. Well, listen, it, yeah, he's definitely 205, but uh, first and foremost, don't make the same mistake with, with uh, Mike Canales. Make sure that he goes through NXT first, then bring him up to 205 Live, uh, because that is somehow, that's the only way, AJ Styles said in his interview, and he said it best, everyone that gets signed to WWE should be going through NXT first, because even AJ Styles, a guy who's wrestled all over the world, learned something new when he got when he started working for, uh, for WWE. So I agree with AJ, everyone should be going through NXT first before being called up to anything in the main roster, including 205 Live. Agreed, agreed, agreed. All right, we're going to uh, welcome in right now the NWA... Midwest Women's Champion Jocelyn Ravaro right now on the Roman Show. And then we welcome the vocalist of Silent Rival, Sarah Coda, on the program. And she's going to talk about the band's debut album coming up next. Hello, everybody. My name is James Han, and I am with The Roman Show. I am here with my special guest, Jocelyn Navarro. Hello, Miss Jocelyn. How are you doing this evening? I'm great. How are you? I am great. I've been looking forward to this. Oh, sweet. Um, it really doesn't matter at this point. I told myself, time and time again, Right. Um, so, uh, you're relatively young in the business. Um, give us some idea about your training, real quick, before we get into your championship runs. Um, well, I train at uh, Mega Championship Wrestling out in uh, Elyria, Ohio. 
my trainer is Brandon Xavier, who, um, as you know, that I manage at NWA Midwest. He's a uh, NWA Midwest heavyweight champion. Sorry. Um, I've been training since March of 2016. Just uh, almost two years now. So, yeah, very young still in the business. Yeah. And I've worked in like six, seven states now. So. Yeah, I did see, not too long ago, didn't you do a Chicago show? Yes. Which I, I believe... I did a, a seminar with uh, Dr. Tom Pritchard. How did the um, seminar go with uh, Dr. Tom Pritchard? Um, it was really good. Uh, it was great training. I was able to do everything that he uh, asked for us to do. And he was very impressed by me. So hopefully I uh, get to come across him again and possibly gain a little more insight into his very knowledgeable stuff. Right, which um, I know Mr. Xavier, very talented man himself. So you are currently the Fighting Spirit Champion up in Mega, correct? Yes. When is your guys' next show up in uh, Mega? I know it's coming up here, what, in the next week or so? No, it's the next mega show, September 23rd. Okay. And do you have an opponent set up? Do you have an opponent set up for that matchup? Yes, um, Katie Arquette out of uh, out of uh, PA. So they're gonna bring you some fresh, fresh blood in. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's time for you to show her what it's like. What happens when you res- disrespect the queen on her birthday? Now, now that was Zoe Sky, and she has something coming for her later on down the line. I'm not going to worry about that right now. I'm going to worry about the challenge that's in front of me, which is Katie Arquette, and I'm going to show her what happens when you step in my way. So with uh, NWA Midwest, if you could pick any woman on the roster to, to face, who would it be? Because you went through almost all of them. Um... Anybody on the women's roster there? Um, maybe Samantha Height. I like to go with her again. Uh, I like to go with Jinx again. Just uh, what about Angel Dust? Oh yeah, definitely. Because definitely. You, the first time I saw you was at Pigmania, and it was you and Angel Dust, and I was impressed with both of you ladies. You said you saw us where? At Pigmania. Oh, okay. That was, like, last year. I've, it's been a while. Yeah, I remember. But I was definitely impressed with both of you women. Uh, then we're going to switch gears real quick before we end this. Battle on the Border is coming up. Your opponent, Paloma Star, she's relatively new. This is for the tournament. Uh, any words for your opponent or just thoughts about the Battle on the Border facility in general? Uh, well, I'm actually excited for the Battle of the Borders Women's Tournament because it's going to crown the very first uh, women's champion in that promotion. I'm excited to be in the tournament. Um, I'm excited to wrestle all the ladies. I'm excited to beat them all, starting off with Paloma Star. So, um, Paloma Star, you know, we've seen each other, we've met each other before, so 
She knows what I'm about. I know what she's about. And I'm ready for her. With, with Battle on the Border, you, Brandon Xavier will be in a steel cage. Will you be ringside with him? I would like to be. But, you know, we'll see how Battle on the Border. All right. Uh, well, thank you for calling in. Um, I love talking to you. You're a big talent and a talent on the uprise here in Ohio. And you're going to take the wrestling world by storm, definitely. Thank you. I appreciate that. So, uh, real quick, go ahead and get your plugs out real quick. So, the people... Definitely. I love to go to San Diego as well. So, um, my Facebook is Jocelyn Navarro. Uh, My Instagram is Jocelyn underscore underscore Navarro. And my Twitter is Joc underscore E underscore Navarro. And then if you guys want to follow me on Snapchat... Jossie, J-O-S-Y-332. Thank you for calling in, and I will see you Saturday, September 2nd at NWA Midwest. I'll see you there. All right, bye-bye. Welcome back, everyone, to The Roman Show. Make sure you follow us on social media, on Twitter, at The Roman Show, Roman Show Media, on Instagram and Facebook. Well, on the line, we have this young lady here on the program to talk about her band's debut album, The Kindness of Strangers. It's currently out right now. Uh, You can listen to it on any of the streaming services or purchase it on iTunes or the rest of the um, outlets. The Kindness of Strangers out right now. Sarah Coda. The vocalist of Silent Rival joins us right here on The Roman Show. Thanks for joining us here, Sarah. How are you? Thanks, Roman. I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Congratulations on the debut album. Been listening to it. Absolutely amazing. I can see so many uh, different uh, vocals coming to one to make an amazing uh, art, of, art, or art of work with uh, the kind Thank of the Thank you strangers. so much. I heard a little bit of Gwen Stefani in there, a little Lady Gaga, a whole mixture uh, with your voice, and, and very catchy. So, congrats! How, how has been the reaction cool. so far from the from the fans? Um, it's been really good, but we've also been really lucky because we got to go on tour with Frank Iero, and um, the, it's funny when you go out with different bands or you go to different shows, you see the kind of like people that are attracted to the kind of music that you're going to see or whatever and Frank Gero's people are just like really warm fuzzy like open hearted music loving world loving people so getting to play with them was getting to play with them I couldn't I couldn't imagine like a better crowd so the reception's been really good partly because we rehearsed you know but mm-hmm. also partly because we were lucky enough to travel with Frank Gero and meet some really cool people. The first single is Die a uh, got some catchy tunes and yes. very memorable lyrics. Uh, how did the Thank lyrics you. come about? How did it all, what was the motivation behind this song? And, and why release this song as the first single of the debut album, The Kind of the Strangers? Um, well, it was 
actually the first song that we completed for the album. So it probably it probably had like a lot of magic in it, you know, mm-hmm. um, to start with, and then just from throwing ideas around and talking about life and bullshit, whatever. Sorry, I shouldn't it's say okay. that word. <laughs> <It's right>. um, <laughs> just from talking about life and whatnot in the studio, like I came up with the the title die a little, I've got to die a little to live it all, that concept, and then, like, it kind of, it kind of meant to me that, for me anyways, like, I can't live a very safe life, because it makes me feel cagey, like, I feel like I'm not making the most of life, or, like, I'm not living my most authentic life, so, I'm somebody who likes to take a lot of big risks. And um, this is just about, like, taking big risks and um, putting it out all on the line and just sometimes because you want to win big and sometimes just because you want to feel the adrenaline, you know? Another song that it really caught my attention was Paranoid. Um, very yeah. catchy, very groovy. Tell me history about that one. Is that going to be your, your, your second single you guys are going to release? I think it's going to be the second single, yeah. I we I wrote the verses of that when I was um I was laying in bed like the night before we started um pre-production. We started working with Matt Wallace. It was the night before and I was like, "Oh shit, like mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of songs. Like we better like come up with more." So I was like laying in bed and I started recording that no one wants to do, 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 into my phone. And then when we got in the studio, I showed them, and Jaws, um, the guitar player and co-songwriter, he, he, he had a chorus that he thought would go with it. So we just kind of like tried them out together, and it sort of worked. So um, we just went with it from there. That, that was, again, that was another magical song. So what, I kind of wrote it. So, so when writing some of this music, I mean, it, it happens instantly, or do you set time for yourself uh, to write? How, how do you write the, some of the lyrics of the songs? It's really different for both of us because, like, Jaws, for example, is a really consistent writer. Mm-hmm. So he writes, like, almost every day. And for me, I'm more of, like, a binge writer. So, like, I don't write until... I like, I don't know, I get in the mood and then I write every day, all night, don't sleep, and that sort of thing. Um, but when we when we get to get, when we were doing the album, we had like, you know, time constraints and deadlines and stuff like that. So we kind of had to like push ourselves and dig deep to like get the, get the jewel or whatever, get the growth when you need to get the growth to make it happen in time. And, um, and that was just all like Matt, Matt Wallace and like his very excellent um, guidance and, and inspiration, encouraging us and pushing us along. So the record has 10 songs. How much material did you guys write? Do you have enough for, for another album uh, to, to be distributed very soon? Or? Yeah, yeah, actually we, we do, but... Um, but I think some songs are just not going to see the light of day ever um, because sometimes you just need to get the ball rolling, you know, and it takes a lot of pressure off 
for me anyway, when I like write sad songs on purpose, although sometimes those end up being okay, but like there are just some songs that you need to get out so that you can get to the next decent song. But we've got like a handful of songs that we plan on maybe making like an EP at the end of the year. Or if you just like hold off a little longer, we've been writing more consistently um, ever since we've been home from tour. So we could also just like make another full length album like end of this year, early next year type of thing. So tell me about the band. There's a lot of diversity in it, and obviously I'm sure that helps you uh, with your work, with your with your music. So how did you guys get together? Tell us a little history about Silent Rival, how it got together. Okay, um, I met Joyce because we were both, like, running around in the same songwriter circles in L.A. Like, there's, you know, it's a really social town and everybody's in the arts. So we just knew each other from the street, you know, and we started writing together um, really casually and just for, for fun, silly songs, had no plans of making anything go anywhere. And he had, he was currently, during that time, while he was writing with me, in another band with Yutaka. Hmm. And I would go see their band. I loved their band. And then um, Jaws and I formed our former band. And that didn't work out. And then Jaws and I wrote this album. And when he was playing the bass for the album, he was thinking of Yutaka, his old bass player. And I always thought Yutaka was the coolest member of that band. So um, he put an ad for a bass player, and Yutaka saw it and responded to it. It was just like, <laughs> it was kind of like fate, but it was kind of also like totally expected that Yutaka would like something Jaws did and want to be a part of it. So it, we finally came together, the three of us. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm really pumped about it. I'm, I'm from the Disney, so that's... My background, Jaws is from Mexico. He came here when he was really young, like he was 18, but he still has a, a Mexican accent. He still represents. And Yutaka's from Japan and like three very different cultures, but we all have very similar ideologies in like how we live our lives and how important music is. And music is always number one for the three of us. So that's something that we're really easily connect on and it's been what holds us together well, one thing japan you know they're very huge with uh with rock they have a, a lot a lot of fans of, of rock there so hopefully we can get, get to see you up in, in tokyo or any of the uh, perfections in japan which would be pretty cool yeah i mean no fans in tokyo yet <laughs> but like hopefully hopefully with yukaka's magical magical work we we plan to um, tour there hopefully soon speaking of tours you, you were just uh, talking about the the tour recently you went out but when, when can we see you are you going to be just touring in california and the west coast or are we going to see you throughout the united states any dates what are the plans we're going to be all over the united states and we're gonna we're gonna head out i want to say like probably in september and we're probably going to open for somebody else and we're kind of figuring out the bells and whistles about that and it's like too soon to really announce it yet but um it's going to be all over and it's going to be pretty soon and 
we do a really fun show. We're a lot of fun. We like stay after and talk to everybody and usually give free shirts out and wow. free stuff. And we have a lot of fun meeting the people at the shows. That's like the whole reason to do it anyways. That's if they would talk to us without us playing music, that would be even better. <laughs> that's really cool. Then we just roll in on a lazy boy and hang out with us. <laughs> Yeah, that's really cool when, when the fans get to hang out, you know, give an opportunity to the musicians. Yeah. It, it builds that bond, you know, and uh, and it's... It totally does. Absolutely. Well, Sarah, I want to thank you so very much for your time here to speak into us about your new record, The Kindness of Strangers, out right now streaming on Spotify and all the other streaming services. Pick it up right now and check out Silent Rival very, very soon in a town Yay. near you. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks so much. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, listeners all around the world, welcome to The Showdown. George, it's now time to talk some mixed martial arts, of course. The talk of the day, the talk of the week, is Mayweather versus Conor McGregor. But before we speak about that, I'd like to point out here that we got the match coming up. We got the bout between Floyd Mayweather and... And uh, McGregor going at it, but you know, eventually McGregor, we hope, has to defend his title in the UFC, his lightweight title. So what's going to happen now is we're in a situation where many thought that Habib Nurmagomedov and Tony Ferguson were going to duke it out for the number one spot. Many people wanted to see this fight because both these guys are absolutely amazing. They're both exciting. They're both. Those, those type of fighters that you have no idea what the hell they're going to do. Especially um, Norman Gadev. He He's the type of guy that will out-wrestle you, out-power you. And, in fact, many people said, like, if, if McGregor does fight Norman Gadev, I don't see McGregor winning this fight because of his, his strength in, uh, in, pro, in wrestling. Needless to say, allegedly, the, rumors, the rumor is right now is that uh, Ferguson is not going to take on Kevin Lee. Winner of that, or actually the, the, the fight itself, is for the interim lightweight championship. So, allegedly, and according to, to, to Lee here, Kevin Lee is saying that Norma Gadev, who was undefeated, mind you, chickened out of the fight with Tony Ferguson. So, Either way, I have my money right now on Ferguson. Um, although Ferguson could potentially defeat McGregor, but I think that Norman Gadev would have had a better shot at it. But maybe Norman Gadev is playing this by maybe he's playing this by the book. Maybe he feels well. You know what? Let me take on Kevin Lee. Let me you know let me beat him or whatnot. Let them decide what they have to do, and then Norman Gadev is just going to patiently wait. Something happens between those two. I get that shot. I skip Tony Ferguson and I go straight to a title shot. I don't know. Maybe that. Maybe that's what he's thinking. But people wanted to see Norman Gadev and Tony Ferguson. Norman Gadev uh, and, and Ferguson would have been a tough fight for either one of those opponents, either one of those guys. So here we are. We get this interim title. The manager of, Nor- of Norman Gadev said, "No, listen, I, I have no comment on this." So a lot of speculation there as to who's the potential next opponent for Conor McGregor is going to be, whether it's Tony Ferguson or Kevin Lee, since now they're fighting for the interim lightweight title uh, in the UFC. Now, let's talk about Saturday. Floyd Mayweather 
Conor McGregor. It's now it's official now. The uh, the uh, boxing gloves will now be eight ounces. Many people are saying, well, this is an advantage to Conor McGregor. Some are saying, look, it doesn't really matter. A fight is a fight. In my opinion, I think a fight is a fight. It doesn't matter if it's eight ounces, sixteen gla- gloves, uh, ounce gloves, whatever it is. Both of these guys are fighters, and you can say that McGregor has an advantage because he's used to fighting uh, the, 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 the weight on the gloves in the UFC or it makes martial arts a whole lot less. But listen, man, anyone can have a bad day, including Conor McGregor or Floyd Mayweather. Uh, th- th- listen, I-, I think I even went as far as reading into what uh, Floyd Mayweather's father even went on to say that if Conor tries anything... Uh, dumb from his MMA background that he would stop the fight right there and take uh, Connor to court. Listen, this fight gets bigger and bigger every week. Luckily, we're on our final week, our final stretch. So basically, I have to say, what else are we going to expect from this week, the go-home week, for this epic encounter between two kings? One kingdom will fall, one kingdom will stay. Personally, I'm going to remain with my prediction, and I'm still going to go for Conor McGregor. What round? I think they might go all the, all the way. So you're saying McGregor by decision? Uh, not even McGregor by decision. I feel like McGregor would win unexpectedly in the final round. Knockout? Uh, knockout or... Referee stoppage? Or, yeah, referee stoppage, TKO, something. Okay, so we'll, we'll, we'll see what, what your prediction is right. But I will tell you, one guy said he's not going to spend his money. He's not going to spend 100 bucks to watch a fight between a man making his boxing debut against a guy who's been there, uh, who's had over 40 fights and is undefeated. So he's not going to spend his money. And I'm talking about King Mo, Mohamed Lau, who currently fights for Bellator. He says, look, I'm going to wait for Facebook. I'm going to wait for, for the highlights to watch it on TV. Because I'm not spending that much that money. He he's he's going. Um, in fact, he even said I'm not going to watch that mismatch. Listen, I respect you, Muhammad. You got a point. Yes. Conor McGregor is not as experienced in the boxing uh, as Floyd Mayweather. But listen, a fight is a fight, and and I have to agree here with Dana White. These guys are fighters. These guys are fighters. Anyone can come out winning. I don't care what you say. Anyone literally could come out there and, and, and have a bad day. Anyone can lose the fight, whether you like it or not, whether you side with Floyd Mayweather, whether you side with Conor McGregor, anyone can have a bad day. So with that being said, George, we're going to wrap this program up. We want to thank you for joining us this week on The Roman Show. Make sure you follow us on social media at The Roman Show, the website, theromanshow.com. And on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash rroman0201. We'll catch you next week. Enjoy the fights this weekend. And we want to hear your predictions. Send us an email at info at theromanshow.com. We'll catch you next week. The blood! The sweat! The tears!